Hi, this is Don Anderson, and welcome to Missing Pieces in PE Life. This is Season 3, Episode 12, A Conversation with Gina. Before we go into today's episode, I want to tell you about a kind of limited series my wife and I watched last night. It's called Unforgiven, which is the same name of this Clint Eastwood movie, but it's a British TV show. My wife and I watch a lot of British um, like crime shows, you know, like police procedural. We came across this. It's the same executive producer writer that brought you Happy Valley, for those of you that are in that genre. Happy Valley is a really good show. But anyway, this Unforgiven, it's only three episodes, and we watched it on BritBox, which you can subscribe to, but you can also order it on Amazon Prime. But it's, I'm just going to tell you what, this is what it says. Released after 15 years behind bars for the murder of two policemen, Ruth is drawn to the place that haunts her, to those who hate her, and to the one person she left behind. And this is what it says for episode one. Drastic consequences arise for three seemingly unrelated families following the release of Ruth Slater after serving 15 years in prison for murdering two policemen. I'll tell you up front that it involves an adoption, adoptee, and it is everything that we go through, every feeling that we go through in this kind of MPE world is addressed in this TV show. It is so emotional. It was very emotional for, for me, for my wife too. And so even if you're not an MPE, watch the show. It's so friggin' good. Like we watched all three episodes last night, stayed up way past our bedtime, which is like 930. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is so good. Unforgiven. If you... If you Google it, put in Unforgiven British TV show. Otherwise, you'll get the cleanest wood movie. All right. So now on to our episode. Today, I have my good friend, Gina Daniel. And I just texted her and said, hey, I want to do an episode with just you and I talking. Are you up for it? And she's like, hell yeah. And you might remember Gina from our fourth episode ever called Four Pillars, Four Questions, whatever it was called. Um, She was one of the four ladies, the pillars of the MPE community, as I called them. So without any further ado. So I'm here today talking with my friend, Gina Daniel, with no S on the end of it. That's right. (laughs) That was funny that day you were on with Lily when the four, you know, we had the four pillars episode. Yeah. I was like, God, two people that should have S's on their last name. (laughs) (laughs) Should be Lily Woods and Gina Daniels. Uh-huh, Gina but Daniels. It's not. Yeah, it's not. So uh, we're just going to have a conversation today, and I just want to say real quick, Gina and I. I wrote her an email when I first found out I was an MPE because of her episode on Lily's podcast, which is I think it was episode twenty-one or something, but nineteen. Nineteen. So if you just, they're not numbered anymore. So if you just go oh. to Lily's podcast, MPE stories. Click on all episodes, scroll down to the very bottom, and then go up 19, and you'll see it. <laughs> and it's a great episode. But anyway, we reached, I reached out, and we talked. And we actually met when I was in Pennsylvania last year. We had lunch at maybe the worst Mexican oh. food I've ever had. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> agree. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> it had a high marks on Yelp, but it was... Right, but you have to consider the context of the location, and yeah, who would be looking at, you know, quality Mexican food. It's not there. We were in the middle of nowhere, I think. Nowhere. Yeah, it was nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part where people say Pennsylvania. It was there. But it was in, we had a good time. 
making fun of like the staff. There was like the twelve year old was the <laughs> yes, that's why <laughs> the oldest staff member. <laughs> but, that's true. Uh, yeah. You mentioned something on the phone that, that there might be something you might want to read. Do you want to well, go there? Yeah, we can go there. Um, I think that it, if you listen to anything that was mine, you will um, hear in there that I have struggled because the two younger half-siblings that I have, their sisters, um, have not ever once wanted contact with me. And I, that is a struggle that I have because I'm one of the fortunate people that has gotten to know my biological father over the last five years. And these two sisters are not having it. And so that's, that's been a real struggle for me. So I wrote one a letter and um, the older one. And uh, I reread it the other day and I was like, oh my, I don't know how I feel about what I said now, but it's done. It's been sent. So, so when did you send it? So that's an interesting kind of story. But so I wrote it in June and I intended to send it soon after. I wanted to go over it with my therapist first and we did and we made a couple of adjustments and then I just held on to it. And then I learned that their mother, the sister's mother, um, that my bio father is divorced from, but they're cordial, was really not feeling, not doing well with her health. And I thought this is not a good time to send a letter like this to someone when they're dealing with that. So I held on to it and we were traveling and um, in Chicago and we were in Wisconsin and I heard from my bio father that the older one was with her family on vacation. And so I assumed this was maybe end of July. I assumed that that must mean the mother is stable. I don't try to nose into that stuff. It's not my business. And when I got back from vacation, I sent the letter. So it probably was the beginning of August. Like two months I ago. I finally August. sent it. Yes. Yes. Two months ago, August. And yes. you found out about the existence of this biofather and two half-sisters 2018? Yes. June of 2018. Yep. Okay. So five years later. Almost. Five years later. Yeah, and that exactly. was a that was significant to me because it's been five years and something about that felt like, okay, it's time. We need to do something. You know, I need to take charge of something at this point. I'm just trying to set it up a little bit more. So sure. in the past, you never contacted them. You just heard from him that they didn't want anything to do with you. And sorry if that sounds. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. I, I, I know your heart. I know that's never where you're going. Um, So when I discovered the biofather, the whole thing, the contact person through the MyHeritage test was the older of the two sisters. And I sent, you know, I, I, you know, reversed, looked her up phone number wise. I found out where she worked. You know, you do all these crazy stalky things when you're trying to figure some things out. And I Googled her. And realized that she's only a few hours away from me. And so I kept reaching out to her and I would get no response. And when I then started talking to the bio father, he um, didn't say a whole lot about them. We really just kind of like focused on one another. I just didn't even, they weren't even in it for a little while. It was just totally about him and understanding everything. And then I met him a few months later and that's when we started talking about them. And he's like, mm, I'm not sure where they are with all of this, and but they're aware. Um, and that was kind of the end of it. Along the way, I've asked a few questions about, you know, 
do you tell them that you visit me? Are they aware where you are when you're here? And the answer is always yes. Um, I, I've asked, like, do they ever want to talk to me? And he goes, I'm not sure. Their mother may play a role in this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Although there was no overlap. There was no cheating. There was nothing. He didn't even know their mother when he, you know, spent some time with my mother. So there's not that piece, which I think would make more sense. But that wasn't a factor. Yeah. Usually that's a dead giveaway <laughs> in yeah. terms of yes. acceptance of the half siblings if their mom Correct. got cheated on it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a hard one to yes but that was not the case that was okay not the case. so five years into this you wrote this email yeah you ready yeah okay so i did change names because <clears throat> i don't want any of this out there um their their actual names that's just not what i should do so dear jennifer It's been five years since we all found out about our biological connection. This letter comes after much thought and consideration about how you may receive it. In no way am I asking for anything from you other than to read through this. I do consider that the whole experience happened to you as well. And for five years, I've respected that you and your sister have wanted no contact with me. John, your dad, or JL as I call him, has been great with me and my family. He's not the most amazing communicator, but it seems that's just him and I accept it. I'm so grateful he wanted to meet me, us. Spending some time with him over the past five years has validated parts of who I've always been and did not understand. I never really felt like I fit in with my dad and his family, ever. No one knew I wasn't my dad's biological daughter, so that wasn't it. I just felt it from childhood. To now realize that I was essentially raised by a stranger that my mom decided was a better option than A, the truth and B, raising me herself, has been really hard these past few years. My dad did the best he could, and I turned out all right. I now believe biology was the resilience factor for me in so many ways. Growing up, I had two cousins, I still have them, uh, from the area you're from, who were my mom's sister's daughters. Natalie is four years younger than me, and Julie is eight years younger than me. Every summer, we'd meet at my grandmother's and have a week or two together. These were great times for me as an only child. As you and Christina, the other sister, are roughly the same ages as my cousins, I've considered what it may have been like to grow up with the both of you. I don't know if your dad has shared anything about me with you, but I'm a fully functioning, I'm a fully over-functioning professional adult with a doctoral degree and a private practice providing mental health therapy. I just retired from public education where I was a school social worker. I have two amazing daughters, Alexis and Caitlin, who attend... (laughs) a local school that if I say it'll give some things away. Alexis will be a senior and Kate a sophomore. My husband is also pretty great and works at the same university where my daughters attend. We've been married for just about 23 years and we are each other's second marriage. No kids from either of the previous. I have my aunt who lives in your area who is nearing 80 and my dad who lives near me. He, however, struggles with deep anxiety, his third cancer, and a slow-progressing Parkinson's diagnosis. The anxiety prevents him from being around most people, and he's not even attended a holiday in several years now. His wife died almost two decades ago. My cousins, who I mentioned earlier, live in Denver and Santa Cruz, California. That's it. I have no other family. My grandmother, my mother's mother, was my person growing up. She died at age 99 in 2012. She lived with us for some time in her later years. My mother. She's complicated. She left me with my dad when I was three and was barely in my life afterward. 
She had significant alcohol problems and died from alcohol-related issues suddenly when she was 40 and I was 20. She did have another daughter when I was 16, but we are not in touch. It's complicated also, but suffice it to say, I will not have addicts and criminals who harmed my grandmother around my kids or myself. I've had enough of that for two lifetimes. I now believe that my mom's addiction to alcohol was exacerbated by her guilt about my conception, followed by her deception to my dad. I'd like to think she felt guilty not being in my life also, but I'm not sure. The most important piece about her is this. These were her choices. This is her shame and burden to carry, but she is not here to do that. This should not be on my shoulders to cope with or handle, but here we are. Her choices have impacted all of us. I've spent much of my life wondering why she didn't want to be with me. The rejection was extremely difficult for me growing up with my dad, another non-communicator, like times 100 to your dad. When this test for fun determined paternity that I never knew was a thing for me, I spent almost two years in constant anger with her. I did my work to make peace with her many years ago after she died, but this new information was yet another thing I now had to work out through her, and she's dead. I'm now at peace with her again and honestly feel like I understand more of why she made the decisions she did. That's a story for another time. To wrap this up, your dad has been kind and funny and sweet to me and my family. He's provided me with health histories and genealogical information. I worry about him and care for him. I'm sad we didn't have a longer awareness of one another to make extra memories. I'll take the truth any day and feel grateful that he's returned my call five years ago. I don't know what he would think about me sending you this letter. I've considered asking him, but I've decided not to. He may be angry with me, and I'll deal with that if he is. I also haven't seen him in almost a year now. This letter is simply from me to you. I'm not sending a letter to Christina, the other sister. Please communicate anything from this with her or not. I've, con- I've considered your mother and all of this as well, and I realize my existence is likely upsetting her. As I understand things, JL's brief relationship, question mark, with my mother was well before he met your mother. Our babies, yours and mine, are around the ages when JL and my mother knew each other. They were kids in so many ways. If you stuck it out this far, I'm grateful. I would greatly appreciate it if you or your sister would contact me at, at any point, especially if something ever happens to him. I feel I have earned that through my short relationship with him. If you or your sister ever want to have contact with me, my information is at the bottom of this letter. If you choose not to, it's okay, as I do have a full and beautiful life with my little family. Hmm. I got through that. (laughs) So there you go. That was what I sent. And you sent that via email? No, snail mail. Oh, okay. Yeah. And crickets or? Yeah. Yeah. Did you send it? Did you send it like um, where they need a signature or any of that stuff? Like, you know, I can't think of the name of it. Um, registered mail. Will they have oh, to sign no, for no, it? No, huh? no, no. I mean, okay. So is there a question as to whether maybe she didn't receive it? I mean, I guess there could be. I don't, I'm not sure that's true. So. How did you verify her address? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I know where she lives and I had previously mentioned it to the bio father and he was, he concurred that was where she is. Okay. Cause my, my other little family lives in the same town, which is very strange because it's a suburb of a big city. 
and they live in the same small little tiny spot, which is odd to me and interesting. So as far as I know, she has received it. Hmm. It'd been funny if you'd have said, well, I know she lives there because when I was peering through her bedroom windows. (laughs) (laughs) That's so creepy. But, you know, he was just here. Um, He finally came in, um, what was it, two weeks? Last week. Yeah, I think he just left last week. And he was only here for three days, but um, he didn't say anything about the letter. And um, I didn't bring it up. I figured if if he's upset about it, he'll bring it up. And I didn't want to talk to him about it because I didn't want to put him in the middle of something. You know, he has shared with me that they're not, you know, interested. But I feel like at some point I have to have some kind of control over my life too. And I want to, and that, you know, reach out. And this was my, I don't know, it was my attempt to kind of like, in my own words, share what happened to me. Cause I'm not sure how he might've shared stuff about my past. He knows these things, but I'm just right. not sure. And also sadly their mother did pass away in September. So I imagine they're going through a lot right now. And had I known it was that, you know, imminent, I think I would have paused on the letter, but I assumed vacation. They were fine. I mean, yeah. Another thing you don't have control over. Interesting that the part that you got choked up on mm. was talking about how you wish mm-hmm. you would have had more time to have a relationship with your biological father. Yeah. That wouldn't have been the f- part that I thought you would get choked up on. Mm. Like, why do you think that is? Because I really like him. I think he's really funny. And I think I'm pretty hysterical. Um, I just think we would have had a lot of fun. I think I'm a lot like him. I really think I'm a lot like him. Um, he's about to be 77 a few days after my birthday. I'll be 55. And um, he's showing his age a little more. Mm. And so we don't – there's adventures I would love to take that we can't do. I did not grow up with a dad who was very adventurous. I did not grow up with a dad who would ever play with me. He loved me, took care of me. He didn't communicate with me, but he wasn't somebody who would like play or do anything fun. Um, I would have liked to have had some things like that. I would have liked my kids to have gotten to know him more as a grandfather um, than now that they're, you know, launching <laughs> and don't look back at home very often. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that, so I started today on the way to the office and then back listening to your episode on Lily's podcast, just to, you know, refresh my mind. I didn't get all the way through it. But the thing that choked me up mm. was that that you got to meet him, mm-hmm. right? Because in the story, yeah. I don't want to blow yeah. it for anybody that's going to listen to it, but yeah. at first she thinks he's passed. Yes. And so throughout the research is just trying to find uncle or whatever she finds yes. out. Okay. She finds him. And it... Um, and I really got teary-eyed too. And 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 also just the part where you say, I'm just gonna <laughs> tell everything that happened in Lily's podcast. When you say to him, when you figure it out with each other on yeah. the phone. Yeah. At the beginning of the call, you didn't know you were a father and daughter. No, you just knew I you were related he was my somehow. Uncle. Yes. Right. And at the end, you find out he's your dad, and you say, yeah. Well, congratulations. It's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Which and then you talk about how you guys just clicked immediately. And yeah. And it's like, I just, 
I rarely get to the place in my MPE journey where I feel regret of not having met my, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not true. I think about, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. about it, but I don't mm-hmm. like feel it. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. The regret, the, you know, remorse of not having met him. Mm-hmm. And, um, but today I did because of your mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. which is why I love these podcasts. Cause they do yeah. just bring up stuff that we didn't know was there, but God, I would have loved to have met him. He, he was mm-hmm. really funny. Super mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. But also, too, let me ask you this. Yeah. And I know you didn't, like, read this to for Don to dissect it. <laughs> but I noticed in the email or the mail, the letter, mm-hmm. which yeah. was really well written, very thoughtful, and very not needy in any way. Like, I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. Um, but not a but. So when you were saying, there were a couple of times when you were referring to him. Mm-hmm. And you said, your dad? Your dad. That was intentional. It was very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I just want to make that distinguishing space that I have a dad. You know, and that's what I told him when I first met him. Like, I have a dad. I'm I'm good. I just want to know you because, you know, you're my biological person. And I think there's things that I would love to know about everything, what happened in your life and who people are and, you know, all of those details that I can't get any other way. And yeah, I was very deliberate in that. And I, I don't call him dad. I call him by his initials. That's why when I said John JL, that's not his name, but I call him by his first and last initial. Mm. And so do my kids and my husband. Actually, my husband calls him by his first name. I don't. Now I've had to introduce him a few times and I will say, this is my father. Um, I didn't think that went out. It just happened. And then I just stuck with it. So yeah, I did I did say that a few times because I I don't want to align myself as like, hi, I'm a sister and it's our dad, unless right. or until they invite me there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I've talked about this before, I think, on here or maybe with you even, but like even with these four sisters who accepted me, mm-hmm. I still struggle. If I'm ever in that mm-hmm. position where I'm gonna say what a normal sibling would say, our dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or simply dad, right? So mm-hmm. I've gotten over the your dad thing, and I've moved mm-hmm. on to our dad, mm-hmm. which is less personal mm-hmm. than dad. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I wouldn't refer to him as dad, but it's just, mm-hmm. but there's always like a pause, thinking how they're going to react to how I say it. Right. 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 And it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of small little details being an MPE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I felt somehow I needed to tell them what I call him. I'm not sure he would communicate that with him and I'm not sure they'd ask the question. I mean, do you feel better after you sent the letter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. This is the part where I think where I said at the end about like, this is my mom's stuff. This is really unfortunate that she's not here to deal with it all. Like dealing with my dad and me having to tell my own dad. Um, Which have you done? Yeah. Yeah. When did you do that? Oh, it'll be two years in November. I had to, and it was terrible. I mean, it went really well in the moment, but he hasn't talked about it with me ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did he understand it? You think? 
Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and, and I, that's the part that really pisses me off because this is her stuff and I'm the one that has to sit back and kind of absorb it and deal with it and cope with it and figure it out and understand it and move through it. And she should be here so I can yell at her. She should be here to tell me what the hell happened. She should be here to have to own the fact that she just left me with my dad, who was her boyfriend at the time that she was cheating on at college. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a second, sure. which my wife always tells me people don't need that, but <laughs> you know, there haven't been too many MPE moms that have stepped up to the plate in the way you would want her yeah. to step up to the plate. That's true. That's true. But you could still yell at her. But I, know, although what attracted yeah. me most to your episode when I first mm-hmm. heard it was the compassion that you wound up having for your mom. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of brilliant. Yeah. I wrote a blog for the NPE guide that um, Richard Wenzel and I have on my website. It's um, And it was the one about... Uh, 19 and 1968 and 19 today or something like, or 19 and 2022, one, whatever my daughter was 19. And that was kind of the moment that I kind of got it. Like, here's my daughter being 19. And um, (laughs) I love her so much, but she was very difficult that that time. It was like the, you know, summer after college. And she thinks she's entitled to like live her life exactly as she wants and has no other responsibilities. And we're trying to lay down rules and it's, I'm the adult. And I'm like, mm, you're not really an adult until you don't need our money um, and stuff. <laughs> anyway, it was a rough, rough summer. And then I, re- I realized my mom was this age when she got pregnant and had me. And I thought I have to release this because my daughter, who's amazing and has been raised, you know, well, as far as I can tell, she's pretty awesome in a lot of ways. That summer with somebody I didn't recognize, she was so bullheaded. She was so in her space. She was, you know, doing some pretty irresponsible things. Um, She has since gotten herself back on track, but that was a really rough time. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense then. This is what 19 looks like. You'd think I'd go back and think of when I was 19 because I wasn't, you know, the most mature. I mean, I was mature, but, you know, at 19, how mature are we? Um, but I didn't, when I saw my daughter and I was in that space where I could judge and I could then think of my mom and judge, it changed the whole thing for me. And I let it go. Yeah. I still get upset. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still get upset with her because she should be here to deal with this, especially when I had to tell my dad. Um, but yeah, that was when I let it go. Yeah. It's interesting that, um, first of all, well, first, what is the name of your website? So people know, okay, I'll put it in the, the show end. notes too. Okay, it's the npeguide.com. That's where the NPE stuff is. npeguide.com. Yeah, I think I'm only going to have it up for about six more months because um, I'm. I don't know if people are visiting it as much, and I think it's kind of uh, it's done its thing. Um, But it's October six, two thousand (laughs) twenty three. Yeah, you better hurry. You all have until about April, and it's going. Yeah, when the next bill comes to pay for it, I just don't think it's worthwhile at this point. Yeah. Unless I get some like feedback that it is, then I'll keep it going. But it is interesting that you were able to see it once your daughter got there, not compare it to mm-hmm. yourself, which makes sense because one is a little more accepting of their own nineteen year old behavior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. One thing I wanted to ask you, so I always 
when I'm talking about you <laughs> to people, I just make up like, oh, she got her doctorate and she wrote it, her thesis. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about <laughs> on MPEs. So, but, yeah. but, but you did some research on MPEs. It, was it for your, is it thesis, the doctorate thing? It's a doctorate. It's, it's a um, dissertation. Thesis is master's, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I knew I was wrong, but um, I it's just okay. didn't know. Yeah. That's fine. And so you wrote it on MPEs. Yeah. Well, yes, that wasn't my intention initially. I was going to do it on something really dull, like truancy in schools <laughs> or something because <laughs> I was a school social worker. Um, and then this happened. Um, I had started my doctorate in 2017 and this happened, you know, like nine months later. And I was like, okay, hold the, hold the phone. And I, I went to my uh, advisor at the time and just said, this just happened. Do you think there's something here? And like her face lit up and said, oh my gosh, you have to do this. I don't think there's anything out there like this. And so, yeah, I did a qualitative study where I asked other NPEs um, to tell me, you know, what has gone on with their families as far as uh, relationships since the information and how they feel about identity and you know, put that all together, defended it, passed and put it out somewhere. Millersville University is where I went somewhere in there that anybody could read. But there's been many, many, many since. Right. Um, I mean, and I think about like, wow, in five years or so, the amount of things that have come out, you know, with books and blogs and podcasts and more, you know, doctorate work. And it's, it's wonderful because we're getting a lot more information. Yeah. So did did you track in any way what it was like at one year, what it was like at three year for, for the, them, for the MPEs. No, no, I did not. I asked them when they found out at the time. And a lot of people had recently found out. It seems that 2018 was a big year for some of this. I don't know what it was. If the prices went down, I didn't really study and look into that, but it was, oh, I mean, some people knew, but the people who found out for me had to have done it through an ancestry test. Because my point was a little bit about you do this ancestry test for recreational purposes and your whole world gets blown up. Like the other thing I didn't catch the first time I listened to your Lily episode was that you did it with my heritage. Yes. It was cheapest. That's why I did it. It was the cheapest because all I wanted to know was how German I was. Right. And my bio father did the same one for the same reason, looking to see how German they were. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's interesting. So... I just want to talk about me for a little bit. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm over <laughs> me right now. Yeah. I spend half of my podcast talking about me. But so like And I the people like, who complain, I'd like to tell them just then don't listen because it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. You're in this too. You get to talk about things. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if anybody's complained or have they complained to you? No, <laughs> so you said insecure. something before about somebody saying something, like criticizing something and I was like, "Oh, oh. I don't know who they are. Jerks." It's those people who talk about um, the music and like that, like they, oh, just, that guy. they add a bunch of things to it. And I was like, not cool. He, so I had dinner last night, um, celebrating my friend and Margaret's 21st birthday. Happy birthday. And Margaret. And it was with some close friends. Kay from the first episode, uh -huh. the unsolved murder. Yeah. Her husband and then Joe, mm -hmm. who was an episode with, he was the bio father and daughter, best friends forever episode, mm -hmm. which is so weird that, those are my the my group that I hang out with the most. So we yeah. were having dinner last night with them. Yeah. And somebody brought up that oh. thing. And we were all just laughing so uh -huh. hard about because yeah. it was like Don has this 
needs to back off the mic because it sounds like he has his tongue in the ear of the listener or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. But um, yes, please talk about you. So, you know, it, it's it's always so weird when I talk about these new half siblings. And it's also weird that because they listen to the show sometimes. I don't know if they still do or not. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's also interesting when I choose to use the word half Mm -hmm. and new. Mm. Oh. Right? But Mm -hmm. I think it's normally for me, it's like if I introduce them, I would introduce them as a sister. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But if Mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody who knows I have multiple sides of my family, I would say my new half sisters. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm kind of in a not talking to one of them. Mm. And she's not talking to me. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Mm. And but it but the interesting part is that the reason I asked you about the mm-hmm. if you had done any study of long term, because I think in the end the best we can hope for is that they treat us as well as they treat their other siblings. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, and that, you know, I, I think how they treat their other siblings when you first meet them is a good indication of how it's going to wind up for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm. if I'm just making shit up. Um, mm. But it's it's interesting that I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm in that position where I don't want to point a finger or hurt feelings, and mm-hmm. sure. And I know that there's multiple sides to every story. But one of them, not the one that I'm not talking to, was here visiting, and we tried to do an episode like this, just her and I talking, mm-hmm. and I won't even listen to it because it went oh. sideways quick. Oh. And a lot of it had to do with that other sister that wasn't yeah. here. Um, okay. And, you know, it's just like, but but in that, she made a very, I think, valid point that her point was, let me try to phrase it in a way, because I can't remember her exact words. But basically, as an NPE, if you reach out to a family, mm-hmm. it's like her point is for better or for worse. Oh. Right? You don't just get the good parts. You got to take the negative parts, too. Hmm. And that's interesting. And that's not what how she said it, but it's mm-hmm. what how I heard it. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of thought into that. Mm-hmm. Because my history with the siblings I grew up with, right? Because they're also mm-hmm. getting the same thing that I, mm-hmm. right? If, I, if my yeah. theory holds true, they're going to get, right. you know, the siblings, my new siblings are going to get how I treat the siblings I grew up with. And there's a lot of siblings I don't talk to. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I found these sisters, it was like a fucking high, like mm-hmm. a high. Yeah, sure. Yes. And it was yes. everything, and I needed it, yes. and I will always be grateful for that. Yes. But I don't know. Um. You know, and, and it's interesting. The one that was the most. Hey, wait a minute. Who's this guy? Like you guys are just right. Mm-hmm. Like she lives in Bakersfield, and. I asked them to come for Thanksgiving and they are. Mm. And that was like, mm. I swear it was, wow. I'm three years in, yeah. two years, no, two years. Two, in. September, yeah. But I felt like, I mean, it took me four months to ask her. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like I had this whole thing. I'm like, hey, wait, why don't I come have lunch with you? Blah, blah. And I was going to ask her just she and I. And then she was like, wanted to come to LA and go to a museum. And then I was like, well, should I invite Lisa? She's like, of course. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can't talk to her about it with Lisa there. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, it was took me four months to ask her. And so, mm-hmm. but it was like asking a girl out on a date when you're like yeah. 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the awkward nervousness. Yeah. Don't want to like, make anything weird. Yeah. And then I was like backpelling the whole time. Like, mm. you know, I know you guys probably all, you know, have plans already or you have traditions that I'm not aware of and I don't want to step, you know. Oh. And she's like, Don, just shut up. Yeah, we'll yes. come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's, I'm definitely at a point in the road. Hmm. Well, when you think about needing siblings as an adult, everybody's an adult, like fully an adult, not like this, like 22 year old business adult that, you know, like fully we're all in our lives doing our things. A lot of water has been under the bridge in everybody's own lives and the siblingship relationship when it starts, you know, I mean, it's like any other relationship. I want to know you. I want to talk to you all the time. This is so amazing. Oh my gosh, here's some similarities. And you kind of like, it's it's almost like not romantic, but fall in love with the idea of the whole thing. It's beautiful, right? And I know that you had a lot of that experience, but these are four adult women who had different life experiences in the same kind of house and system, you know, like similar experiences, but went their separate ways. Weren't always, I think, the closest um, you coming into the picture kind of pulled it together a little bit, but everyone settles. The dust always settles in all of that newness of relationships, like romantic ones or regular ones. It all settles. And we kind of go back to the way we were before. And for us, I think sometimes that feels super hurtful or super, I don't know, something, abandonment. I, I'm not sure that that's exactly what it is. but um, Yeah, but I think you're right. Abandonment, rejection. Something. Yeah. Like we overthink it because we're the odd person out. And so we're overthinking the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very good way to put it because I do. I overthink things that are just, I think you described it perfectly, which I've said before. It it is really like falling in love with no Mm -hmm. sexual weirdness. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. And, and, and I've seen it between siblings of the same sex, new siblings. Mm-hmm. I've seen it between mm-hmm. the new parent and the mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, you know, so it is a definite, it doesn't always happen, but it happens a lot. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. And like, it feels so special. Like I mm-hmm. felt so special. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I don't. Right. Yeah. And I look at that as a bad thing, a horrible mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. that just feels that way. It's gone, that high. But mm-hmm. really, it's just normal. My wife yes. is going through the exact same thing with the siblings that she grew mm-hmm. up with, who they grew up in a pretty normal family. I mean, mm-hmm. they had issues, but pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Like Grand Rapids, Michigan, normal. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're having the same issues. And so it's like, you know, as NPEs, like, we're not going to skip that. <laughs> Eventually, mm-hmm. like you said, the dust settles. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be siblings and, you yeah. know. Yeah. But. I think for some of us too, that when we feel like perhaps we didn't connect. Um, at second the, chance. In the, in the home. Yeah. Where we grew up that this is a second chance and they're as excited as we are. Um, 
you know, eventually we just kind of get integrated and we look at that somehow as like, am I still important? Do I, can you give me some validation? Can, is everything okay? Are we good? You know, and I feel like that is so young, but I feel like the infancy of our relationships, you know, we don't feel that sense of security yet because we haven't really had the time to get there. I mean, I haven't had any contact with these people and I've not had siblings. So I don't know what I'm supposed to expect, but I also know my father is 77. My dad's pretty ill. I'm about to run out of like biology. I'd like to really have some kind of a relationship for the rest of my time with them. You know, it may or may not happen. So I don't know what I'm supposed to expect or not. I just feel constantly like in the rejection space, but you're like getting so integrated, you know, into their world that they don't forget about you. You know, they don't probably feel they have to validate your feelings of existence, even if we think we need that sometimes. Um, you're just a part of the family now. Like right. so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and Don and so, you know, just goes. Um, right. But maybe we miss those moments because we're not all living together and we didn't have that time. I don't know. Yeah, but I think there is something to be said for like, because the issue I've had with this sister, she's done it to every one of the other sisters multiple oh, times, right? Like, yeah. so it's not like it's yeah. personal yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, it feels mm-hmm. that way. And yeah. it, you know, so with what we're saying, how this normalizes, right. Mm-hmm. But what it feels like for me, what it felt like is, you know, special, special, special. And then it stops being special mm-hmm. in my head. What I was saying they got to know me and they don't like me. Oh. Right? Yeah. And it's just like that. I wanted to say that's not true, but I'm like, I don't know if it's true or not. But it's mm-hmm. like, that's how it felt. And mm-hmm. so, but, you know, feelings aren't facts, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a good way to look at it. That it's Yeah. Just and just not, because you think it doesn't make settles. it true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I wanted to ask you about um, how do your daughters react to having this news? Do the like does it affect them at all? You think? Um, I don't think on an ongoing basis. It's like something they put a lot of thought and time into. I think. I think initially, um, they were like, "Wait, what?" And then I think one of the things one of my kids said without this word in it, she said, mom, your life is so fucked up. She didn't use that word though. She was just kind of <laughs> like your life. And I'm like, I know, um, you know, and I think there's a little element of them being so grateful that we're just normal people and they were, were raised in that space and not in the chaos. Um, they get very, my, my closest friends who are my family, right? Like they're my people. Um, my closest family that I talk to about these things, uh, friends that I talk to about this stuff and my daughters are quite upset that these other two grown women, sisters, won't get to know me, like aren't, aren't making any attempts to get to know me yet. I'm upset um, about that. I want to call them. I want to stalk know. them. I, I know. And I think, well, I mean, they don't know what they don't know. Um, but I love that my people, like champion me with that, you know, because I don't know, I think I brought myself up from a different place that I could have been growing up and I've changed some things. I'm not better or worse than anything else. I just decided I wanted something different for my life. And I just kept, you know, working to get there. 
And I think, oh, I'd like a sibling. You know, part of the reason, this is awful, but part of the reason I don't have a sibling is because my mom told my dad she wasn't going to have any more children. And could he get a vasectomy? And I wasn't his. So this poor man got a vasectomy to, to make my mother happy when he was mm. in his 20s, early 20s, and never had any more children. And then I have to go yeah. tell him I'm not his biologically. It's rough. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, that's really deep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Any evidence that she knew? I 100% think she knew. I do. I really believe she knew. I don't know if she knew who. This is going to be the forever question I won't know. Did she know I was this guy's or did she, she just knew I was somebody's. Like, I don't know if, you know, she was in a partying lifestyle. She wasn't taking school very seriously. It was the second semester of her freshman year. And, you know, she met my bio father who was legal and could buy, um, alcohol. (laughs) And so she hung out with him a lot, but I'm not sure if she hung out with other people too and just didn't know. So, Mm. cause she never told him or anything. She just disappeared from school. But I do think she knew because she didn't raise me. And I don't, I cannot as a mother understand that when you have a daughter, even if you're young, I don't get it. And she didn't name me. And I think that's very telling. Hmm. Which I don't know too many moms that don't name their children. Right. They're very opinionated about that. <laughs> my dad didn't name me. And yeah, my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother named me and my dad and my mother did not. Really? Yeah. Your yeah. maternal? My maternal, yeah. And it was intentional and it was uh, manipulative because my grandfather um, held the key to all the money and... My grandmother didn't drive and my grandmother wanted him to be okay with my mother and the fact that my mother was having a baby. And so my grandfather's name is Rex. Well, it was Rex, which means king. So they named me Regina to be queen. And my aunt, who lives out that way, a um, few hours from here in my state, um, her name is Josephine. She goes by Joe. And my middle name is Joe. So it's intentional because that was my grandfather's favorite person that I was named Mm. to keep him happy. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. One thing that struck me right away about the episode when I, you know, heard you on Lily's and the reason I wanted to connect with you is because you had a similar childhood to me, like, which Mm -hmm. is chaos, Mm -hmm. complete, utter Mm -hmm. alcoholism, chaos, Mm -hmm. addiction. Um, And, and now you have a doctorate, right? Mm -hmm. And you, Mm-hmm. I mean, I've hung out with you. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, talked to you a lot and I could tell that you're a good person, right? Yeah, and that thanks. you have a good quality life. And I see, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has good pictures on Facebook or whatever, but I see your kids and your family. I know <laughs> that you have like yeah. a normal yeah. family. And I think yeah. that's amazing because mm-hmm. very few people mm-hmm. that grow up in that situation mm-hmm. get to have lives like you're mm-hmm. having, like I'm mm-hmm. having. And you, and, yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these fucking sisters, like, right? <laughs> like, are they normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're professionals. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, it's so funny that tell. you and I have that. Like, we yeah. know what we, you know exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, they did yeah. not grow up like we grew up. No. And, mm-hmm. like, I wonder mm-hmm. if they, it just doesn't make sense. Like, who wouldn't want to be part of your life? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What's the threat in knowing yeah. me or talking to me? I mean, even just talk me and tell me to fuck off, right? I mean, I don't <laughs> right. really want them to do that, but like, at least acknowledge that I'm here. Like yeah. your dad's coming to see me and, you know, he is also my father. Um, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just, I just don't get why. I think because I try to put myself in their shoes and, and I can't because no NPE showed up and like is trying to <laughs> integrate something, but I can only imagine that I would be nothing but interested, welcoming, curious, even before 2018. I, I just don't think I would have ever been like, what? I think it would have been cool. So I don't, I don't get it. I know it's hard for me to get it because I'm the NPE, but right. Yeah. What if a kid showed up that was your husband's? I've said this a million times. He was sta- he was in a marine and he was stationed in Japan. And I'm like, I can't wait to your little Japanese half half Japanese son comes to <laughs> knock on our door and he just shakes his head. Gina, not everything is about NPEs. I'm like, well, oh I don't know the way you lived your life. And he's like, oh, you got to stop with that. But I would be, I would be completely welcoming. It's before me. What does it have to do with me? Now, if this kid showed up and they were like eight and we've been married 23 years, we have major problems. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be the kid's fault, but I would, yeah. But no, I, I would be completely into it. Right. Yeah. I was the weirdo that said like, it would be really fun if your ex and my ex could come and we could all have dinner and hang out. And he's like, there's something wrong with you. I just want to do that stuff. Yeah. It's weird. But it's interesting because my, I I came to a realization at some point where the, my stepsons who, Mm -hmm. you know, Marco Mm -hmm. was a baby when Lisa and I started dating. Mm -hmm. And so, and he's, you know, 22 now i think but he um but like so i've been in their life a long time and mm-hmm. but at some point during that i realized that their dad is family mm-hmm. right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like yeah. it, it really yeah. changed the yes. way i reacted to him and like he's family like you know and and you know he's coming over tomorrow and gonna he's an actor he's gonna record voiceover so, you know, which he did a couple weeks ago too. And a few weeks before that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I like to keep episodes under an hour, but I feel like I yeah. can talk to you all day. I know. Um, no, I think that's probably more sharing than <laughs> I normally do, but, but I always feel comfortable with you and I love your podcast. So. I love what you're doing with this. And if you want, give me their emails. The no. two sisters. I'll put it out there. <laughs> All my listeners no. will say how wonderful They'll you are. never talk to me. I don't even know what their emails are. But All right. Well, listen, you have a great mm-hmm. weekend. Thank Thanks, you for coming you on. And yeah. I will. Um, Always. Oh, let's just well, actually just explain what you have in there in Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, my, my private practice. So, yes. um My husband and I bought a building um, a year and a half ago, and we rehabbed it, and I opened up a mental health um, outpatient facility. We'll call it that. It's called Greystone with an A-Y, uh, Mental Health and Wellness Group. Um, We're in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, and we have a great website. It's www.graystonewellness.com. 
clinicalcoachingclinic.com. And people can go in and kind of like read about each clinician, choose what they would like. There's someone who's doing some yoga and Reiki and some things and trying to really incorporate some of the physical wellness with the mental wellness. And um, for anybody who knows me, I'm really into plants and um, we have a cool propagation wall and, you know, you take one and you can plant it and take it home as a reminder that you nurture and care for the plant while you're nurturing and caring for yourself. And the plant should remind you to take care of you. And it's just lovely. And I'm working with my best friends and I got to leave my school job and I'm just super happy with it all. So it's great. So that's what I do like for a living. And then I have the NPE guide um, that I had done years ago with Richard and, you know, it just is there. How much of your, in your private practice, Mm-hmm. How much is it? How many MPEs. of your clients are MPEs? Um, I would say I have a lot of clients at the moment, but I would say five percent currently. Oh, okay. Um, That's I've had lot. quite a bit uh, in the past. Um, very many in PA. Um, there's a lot that have closed because you know they've done some work and they're feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. And I have some active ones currently going, and you know, I stay in it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So if you live in Pennsylvania and you need a therapist, go to that website, which I'll put in the show notes. Yeah. And I don't curse in my practice and <laughs> I don't overshare about myself. So like I would just be your therapist if you're here um, and need that. Yeah. Don't let this fool you. Always so good hanging out. Oh, yes. You too. I love seeing you. I like the shaved head too. That looks great. Oh, yeah. 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 And you like that. these glasses? So my friend Ann Margaret, yeah. uh-huh. Joe's wife, yeah. she's in the fashion business, Yeah, works for Armani. Yeah. And I nice. Asked, she's like, Don, do you want me to take you to get glasses? And I'm like, oh my God, I would love that. And so we yeah. spent the day going to all these cool places and yeah. these are the ones I came up with. Yeah, Very Hollywood. Awesome. Yes. And I, this is good too. This is a nice, nice house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you kind of can't have the shaved head without uh-huh. the facial whiskers. Right, because then everyone wonders about your health, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have light-colored eyebrows. <laughs> right, those drawn on, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, take care. All right, you too. Thank you, Gina, for coming on today, and thank you all for listening. And don't forget, if you want to reach out to Don, you can email me at Don, N as in Nancy, P-E, at iCloud.com. You can follow me on Instagram at M-P-E underscore life underscore podcast. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so easy to do and it really, really helps out and lets people know about me. I'd like to thank Billy Sullivan for all the music on today's episode. If you go to sullystone.com, you can find his library. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for joining us, and I can't wait to see you on another episode of Missing Pieces, MPE Life.